Hi, welcome to episode two of That Reminds Me Of with Baron. Baron, that's me. And, and the duck. And uh, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> that's weird. We introduced each other, but I like it. This week on That Reminds Me Of, Baron and the Doc will look at the film Parasite by Bong Joon-ho. Good job. I just need to, yep, Bo, Bong Joon-ho. Joon-ho. Bong Joon-ho. What did I say? Bong, no, you, you said it right. Bong Joon-ho. It's a tough one. By the end of this, we're going to murder that about 50 times, I'm sure, but we're doing our best. That's the embarrassing thing, isn't it? <clears throat> it is. Knowing oh, that we're going to murder the names. Oh, we are, totally. Um However, this film is amazing and I'm so glad that this is our second episode, this film, and there's so much to talk about. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited too. So you're just getting straight into this film was amazing. We're not going to tippy-toe around it, just it's oh, amazing. Oh, no. No, no. I'm starting off strong with no, this is I amazing. Agree. I agree. <laughs> um, and if, in case you've forgotten, the format of this show is we talk about the amazing film and then we talk about the films that that film reminded us of. And that'll come later. That's the second half of the podcast. Yep. So to start it off with, let's talk about Parasite. Well, what what, what did you know about the director prior to watching this? Uh, I knew about a film that he made called The Host back in like 2000 and something, 2005 maybe. And then uh, I knew about Snowpiercer. So I, I knew about those two films. He has made others. Okay, but that's all. Uh, the, as in all that I knew? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, and I also knew that he, um, he ran into trouble with Snowpiercer with the Weinstein company and the film was kind of squashed. It didn't really have the release it was meant to have. Um, oh, actually I lie. I knew about Oakja as well. That's the Uh, Netflix film. Um, I've seen, I've seen all three of those. Yeah. I, I didn't know much about him at all. I'd seen Snowpiercer and... Liked it, but didn't connect it to a particular person. I just, you know, watched it over a drink and yeah. forgot it, but enjoyed it at the time. Did you um, know it was a, a, it that it was a Korean director that made that film when you were watching it? I can't even remember that. No, yeah. um, but I've since rewatched it after Parasite. So okay, yeah, that that was fun, and I've also so I'd only seen Snowpiercer, didn't know it was the same director, and have since seen Snowpiercer again and Okja. Sweet. And did you yeah. see the host? Haven't that seen the host. Back. Although that interests me, just given the thematic kind of host and parasite. Like it's like they're a um, great, great point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't, so I'd love to know if there's anything else to the relation between the two films. I probably guess not, but they're about as far apart as you as you can get. Almost uh, the host is like a monster film, you know, yeah. and it's and it's. Um, schlocky in some ways you know like it's it's the classic the scientists built some chemicals down the drain and it went into the river and infected some little critter that turned into a giant monster and wreaked havoc on the community wow so it's it's toxic avenger versus uh, meets sharknado yeah totally totally and it is great it's a great one of those kinds of films in the same way that i think parasite is is great in its Subgenre, whatever that is. Actually, yeah, I'm not, that's I'm something sure. we can discuss later. <laughs> I'm sure that'll come up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what's like? What did we like? We both liked it. What What did we? What did we like about it? Well, like, um, I started off with amazing, didn't I? So what? Yeah. Did you You overall liked this film as well? You You were a fan. I loved it. So I had no references going in whatsoever. Yeah, I great. hadn't even watched the the Academy Awards. I didn't know who the director was. I'd yeah. never seen him. Um, uh, I didn't know the genre. I just knew that you'd picked it as our next one. Um, so it just took me on a, a wild ride. Um, yeah. For, through through different like there were two parts. Went like it, it, and I've heard I've heard um, director Bong they call him. Um, I've heard director Bong say that he had written the first half of the film <laughs> um, first and then wasn't sure how to end it. So the, the second half of the film came years later. Incredible. Hmm. That actually makes sense to me. 
yeah, I can kind of right. I can kind of see that in this film. Um, I I just found the film. Well, okay, first of all, I think I heard about how good this film was about midway through the year because it was doing the festival circuit. I'm pretty sure, and I was like, well, and people were already saying this is the best film of the year. So when we had to choose one, and we were umming and eyeing, that seemed like a good way to go, didn't it? Um, I just think that it's unexpected and it's uh, refreshing and it's kind of a new take on um, some old themes and all of that just is just really works for it. And also Korean cinema is so, I personally find it really exciting uh, because it, I don't know, they, they bring, there's a totally different aesthetic, like a totally fresh look at things that you see in, in Hollywood um, these sorts of ideas would be done a certain way. And in, in Korean cinema, they come at it from a completely different direction and it's fun. Yeah, it's like there's no rules. Like they haven't, um, you know, spread all the books that say you've got to have a certain structure uh, and you've it's got to make sense from start to finish. Like there's character arcs that just get completely turned on their heads uh, just stop dead or taken in a direction that really doesn't make any sense. Uh, I, th- I think of the the daughter, you know, the fact that she was the one that was killed. Yeah. Um, I can't make sense of that other than it being a random event and a random choice. Yes. Like, could could you? What, did that mean anything that it was that it was her? No, no. I think I think you're right. I think it's there's a great randomness to it. Um, and there's a great real life quality to it that you think this could happen uh and yet it seems so bizarre and wacky at the same time which is great <laughs> i feel like i feel i feel like we um i feel like We've, we haven't we haven't discussed the elephant in the room yet in terms of when we're when we're taping this and hmm. the the world situation that we're uh that we're in um, yeah, good point. So I think a good lot point. has changed since since our first pilot episode. Uh, we're yes. in the we're in the midst of um, the coronavirus storm. Uh, we had our first episode face to face, and now we're virtually meeting and drinking over Zoom. That's so true. Um, yeah, we we need to mention that. So yes, this is a few weeks into coronavirus land, and everything has changed. Everything has changed. It's crazy. Uh, this, this just this is a great symbol of that. I suppose we've got our we've got our drinks on ep- opposite end of a Zoom conference call. We're recording it separate, like you know, separately, and we're going to stitch this to get together later. Um, and this film is called Parasite. Not that that has much to do with pandemics. I think Parasite and Virus probably are in the same. True. Sort of family of things, yeah. So this is, I, this I is more apt. of a localized uh, infection. So. <laughs> yeah. How about synopses? Okay, okay. Let's just get into it. We've waffled, haven't we? I think you went first, so perhaps you should go first again. No, sorry, <laughs> you went first last time, so perhaps you should go first again. Okay. Um, now this is one thing that I haven't written down, out of respect for the fact that we are going to go off the cuff. Elevator pitch dial. All right, synopsis. Parasite takes uh, place in South Korea. It's a South Korean film. There's a family that's um, very poor who are looking for jobs, uh, all of them, mother, father, brother, sister, there's four of them. Um, They're living in a dump in a basement below street level looking for jobs and... uh, one of them, the the boy, comes across a situation where he's able to do some tutoring for a very wealthy family and sees an opportunity for him to start basically bringing in the rest of his family members in other roles, like job job roles for, for this family. So he's, he's the tutor for one of the kids. He then brings his sister in to be an art teacher for one of the other kids in this wealthy family. Then that then there's a cleaner that they figure out they can replace. And then a, the, finally the father comes in as the driver for the family. And this all seems like a great way for them all to get employment 
when they're unemployed and money's a hard thing to come by until the whole thing starts to unravel. Um, and I guess because we're spoiler friendly here, um, I'll tell you why it's going to unravel. And that's because the um, old cleaner who uh, was in the house before they sort of found a way to get rid of her has her husband living in a secret chamber beneath the house <laughs> and she has to come back one night because he hasn't got any food and make sure that he's okay. And this, this little scenario unravels the whole family's plan and it just gets way out of control at that point. It's crazy. And that is more than 30 seconds, but see how we go. Okay, well, um, for me, Parasite is the story of a lower-class family who con their way into a wealthy household and become parasites on the well-to-do family who live in that household, only to then discover that they're not the first parasites in the house and that there are others living in the basement, or at least one. Uh, and the, the two lower-class families eventually, through a series of unfortunate incidents, fight each other and ultimately uh, fight against the upper class. And it all it ends in in tears for everybody. I love it in horrible bloodshed. Hor- sorry, and, that's what I meant. And disgusting murder. No, it's <laughs> 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 terrible. Um, that was awesome, man. It really. Hits- I like the. I like the parasite meets comes across another parasite angle. That's exactly right. I hadn't thought of it that way before. Mm. Yeah. Well, there's like I think it's probably all pretty obvious and has probably been discussed, but. Like there are two sets of parasites there, but yeah. then, then of course you flip it to to be the other way around that the the wealthy family are their wealth and their you know um, their everything they have is built on a parasitic relationship with the workers and and who who make everything happen. Correct. They can't actually do anything for themselves either, can they? Hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. That's cool. Ob- fairly obvious, but kind of in- an interesting premise, and makes it a- makes it a good title. Absolutely, absolutely. I, you know, I I I love this like class war in uh, Korean films seems to be prevalent. This this theme, class mm. division, the the sort of war that goes on between the classes. Uh, long, dramatic speeches about class. <laughs> yeah. That's just a Korean thing. It's in it's in all the films, not all the films, but in a, in a, in a lot of the films. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and like it's definitely, as far as director Bong again, as as I've heard him called, it, there must be a thing. Have you heard that that they, the Koreans call their directors director Bong? It, you know what? It 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 I I, I haven't, but in in some ways it makes sense. I don't know. It, it seems like something that they would do. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm gonna go with it because it's easier yeah, than saying his I like full it. name. Um, Let's go, uh, direct, Director Bong. Uh, director Bong, like in Snowpiercer, like there's so many parallel. That Snowpiercer, Snowpiercer is not one of your. Reminds me of, is it? No, it's not. Cool. So we can talk about it comfortably. Yeah, let's. Yeah, absolutely. Without spoiling anything. And it, and it's not one of yours, I'm guessing. No, no, it was nearly yeah, going to cool. be, but I, I thought, you know, we'll just discuss yeah. it first. Sounds uh, good. It's so similar in many respects, isn't it? Like the, the just the the class stuff and the. Like in in Parasite, you've got that very clear thing of the uh, the height of of um, the the classes where where the lower ones are down low in the in the basement in in the town that is sort of down in the flood prone flood prone yeah. area versus the house on the hill um, and in Snowpiercer, of course, you've got the carriages doing exactly the same thing. He so director Bong was actually obsessed with stairs. Ah, I yep. read okay. I read an article about because I thought so. First of all, I I chose my references, and then I thought I'd do a little bit of research and see what I thought his what like see what he was saying his were. Yeah, and um, his references were all really obscure films that I haven't seen before. Um, I haven't gone and done any homework and watched them. But one thing he talked about over and over again in in the art in the various articles was the stairs he's he's obsessed with stairs and they they feature in his film um in a way that i didn't really pay too much attention to them 
but after he after reading it i thought oh yeah okay i can see it the stairs throughout the film um that didn't have the impact on me that he was you know obviously feeling himself when he was putting them throughout the film but it seems like a big deal for him yeah i've heard that mm. too yeah um and yeah when you when you think about it they're they're everywhere um, yeah how about the performances like i know one stood out to me um but what did you what did you think of the actors I loved, overall loved the performances across the board. Um, I think that the strongest performance for me personally was the father, the guy who plays the father on the poor family side. Yeah. I just found him so engaging and I didn't want to look, I couldn't look away from him. Like every time he spoke, I was interested Uh, and he's understated. He's a really quite, in in a wonderful way, an understated actor where some of the other actors were doing that slightly over uh, over performance thing that you sometimes see in in Korean cinema but I always forgive because it seems to have <laughs> a place there somehow um, I just loved his performance I thought he was great yeah well that's what I was gonna say that they were they were all great yeah uh, but he he's just something special I, I thought uh, from the from the absolute start, both the character and the actor, it kind of jarred with you. This is the head of the family, uh, acting like just like a, one of the one of the kids, you know what? Like, uh, yeah, it, it's it's just not a not a character that you see very often, and and he just continually surprised throughout the absolutely throughout the film, and I think his character held a special place in the director's heart maybe or in the at least at script level because he he has he's the one that ultimately delivers like the the thematic premise of this film Mm -hmm. which is um you know when uh man plans the gods laugh and i just and that little that beautiful little scene with him and his son where they're lying down in the shelter after the floods and they have that conversation Mm. um and then it pays off so amazingly at the end of the film uh, that's that's like for me the key moment of the whole thing, and just the fact that he was the one delivering it made me so happy. But you didn't see him taking such a central role at the start, did you? No, no, I didn't. No, no, you're right. He he seemed like very much like a supporting character in the first half of the film. Yeah, but that and that's when I was fascinated with him in in those early bits where it just seemed like he was this unusual addition to the to the cast. Yeah, and then when 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 his character just continued to pay off, it was just great. I loved it. Loved it. <laughs> might, talk, <laughs> loved it. might talk about him a bit more in the other references, actually. Oh yeah. Oh, have you got other references with him in it in those films? Oh Tell me well, do. no, no, I don't. I don't. <laughs> but we we shouldn't fail to mention yeah. that he was in Snowpiercer. Was he? Yes. Wait a second. Who was he in Snowpiercer? He he was the best character in Snowpiercer. Ah, oh, was he the uh, guy? Gone. Oh, he 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 was that guy that um was supposedly addicted to those drugs. Yes. And um, and ended up blowing the train apart I at the it. end. Um, I just did a creepy. Yes, that's weird. Don't do that again. No, no, do it again no, and again. <laughs> uh, but but in Snowpiercer, he was this really. I like uh, enigmatic, cool, long-haired, good-looking sort of character. Uh, so, I, I I rewatched, like I said, Snowpiercer afterwards, and I'm saying and you recognised him. He looks yeah. like the guy. No, I didn't think it was him. I said he looks like him. Oh right, that's um, great. And then I went went back and 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 looked it up, and he's the same guy, but it's completely different different roles. Well, but... I had a moment where I thought maybe he was he was in one of my references and I when I rewatched it I was I, I found out he wasn't but you know he he's that's it's that he's a, he's a, a very similar uh looking sort of slightly older gentleman for a leading man you know someone you wouldn't expect mm-hmm. but in Korean cinema again you get these you get these slightly older dudes that are a bit rough around the edges and it's great like I love that they're not all chiseled mm. good looking leading men um, they look like real. They look like dads. That's, yeah, that's awesome. It's true, you isn't know. It? Yeah. Um, S- Kang, same Kang sort of thing. Ho Song. I think he's. Is that his name? Yeah. Cool. 
Geez, they're hard to remember these names. Well, I made a list of them knowing that for one one thing, I wouldn't be able to pronounce them properly mm. and that it the list was probably pointless to us. Yeah. But I made the list anyway. <laughs> like I just thought, you know, just in case. <laughs> just yeah. in case we want to be able to reference it. Isn't it funny though? Like you, names are so important. You know, if you think we'd hardly yeah. confuse George Clooney and Brad Pitt and yet we yeah. see these foreign names and aren't used to them and they, they blur on the page uh, and... I don't know how, you, I think you really need to, to practice to get over that because it you doesn't, what? doesn't show, show him respect, but I'm not, I'm not at a point where I can actually give it because give it I'm not capable yet. It doesn't show respect and, it, and it's pretty shit. I totally agree. We should do better. Um, it took me a while to learn off by heart one of my other favorite director's names from South Korea, mm. who I'll mention now, and that's Park Chan-wook because yep. he is a legend. He's one of my favorite directors of all time. And I thought this was a perfect, this was one of the reasons why I wanted to talk about Parasite is so I could talk about this other Korean director, you know. I take it he's in your references, yes. He's in my references, but um, that doesn't mean a lot because he's made a lot of films. So, yeah. Uh, but I'll, I'll wait till then to talk about him. Just on the, the language and everything, I, I think it's one thing I've noticed with all of the... Um, director bong movies i've seen so far is he he really makes an effort to to cross pollinate the cultures and especially the languages like in snowpiercer for example they've got that that device that translates um you remember that like uh oh yeah yeah it's like the babel fish in um yes in, I'd, I'd forgotten about that that's been a while since i've seen it yeah, yeah that's right and and likewise in um Okja, uh, they they go in and out of, you know, Korean and in English, and in just a couple of interviews I saw with director Bong, uh, he he's got this quirk where he he starts in English, and then you can just see the point that he just gets sick of it, and he just goes in, <laughs> he just goes into Korean halfway through it. an answer, and the the, the translator takes over. It's That's beautiful, great. but it it seems it seems like it's almost a he almost does it on purpose to to um to give equal weighting to the you know the two uh languages cultures influences all of that so did you see and i think you can't talk about this film without talking about the giant twist at the end did you see it coming um did you were you delighted by it like i was uh were you disappointed by it because you thought shit this is not going where i thought it was going to go Thoughts? What do you reckon? I was delighted by it. Yeah, I, I love that you didn't see it coming. Well, you did see it coming. I think. I think I saw. I saw something. Something was welling up within. Something had to happen within right? him. Yeah, mm. and by the twist, you mean the, you mean the father's actions as opposed to the, the other father I, in the basement. I think. Well, I kind of, I kind of combine the two. But mm. yes, I think the father's actions is the big the big twist that's the big surprise yeah and the fact that it's the the so maybe because i mean we are spoiler friendly here um we'll just talk about it but we'll just lay it out but the fact that um they get to that birthday party Mm. for the little boy and um the man who's downstairs who's been downstairs for years breaks free after his wife has been murdered and uh goes on a, just a rampage um, is a twist that we're not expecting. But then when that, when, when the main character who we love, the, um, the father of the poor family sees that his daughter's been, you know, murdered in front of him, uh, he, he's, he kind of loses it. Um, and the thing that really is the turning point there is that the, um, the far, the rich. There's so many men to talk about here, but the wealthy man doesn't like the um, smell of the of the dead guy from downstairs, right? That's yeah, the, that's the thing that sort of turns it. But it's crazy. There's just too many. It's it's just beautiful. But for me, the um, well, firstly on that twist, like it's a twist. <laughs> it's a twist within a twist. It is. Uh, yes. It's like a um, what do they call like Darren Brown illusionists, magicians, where they uh, distract you. Uh, yeah. with, with 
with something and, you know, meanwhile steal your watch. So we were yeah. almost distracted by a twist only to yeah. have another one sort of hit us in the head. Uh, so I like that. But but I think the, the, the real turning point for me was exactly that uh, – that thing about the smell when mm. it was just a beautiful shot when they're all under the table, the coffee table, and they're hearing the wealthy couple saying, you know, you can you can tell Mr. Kim's smell, you know, smells like, what do they say, uh, rotten, no. It's radishes. Radish, radishes. Radishes and boiled something. Yeah, yeah. what the boiled part is, uh, like and boiled he- rags and radishes. It's great. It's great, and but his performance then, after having been, again for the first half, almost a almost a comic character, in a way, and yep. and you just see his face drop, and something snaps in him right then, and and you can see it. So you almost from there, I think that's almost a twist for me. That's that's when I could see that something was going to happen. There's some some What's, noise going on. It's like a. A scraping noise. Oh, it's my cat. Trying to come in? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jesse. Here we go. Jesse was like, let me in. How long was that going on for? Oh, a little bit while you were talking there. Okay, well, I think it's staying in. It's staying in. We've spoken about the director's previous work and cast and performances. Maybe we should um, sort of wrap up the thoughts here and move into part two. What do you think? Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Uh, just quickly, anything you didn't like about it? Um, no. No. I loved it. I loved it. There's nothing that I, would, that I wouldn't take with this film. I just think all of it's great. Um, and that's the thing that I feel, uh, you know, I, there's something about Korean films that are so foreign to me that I love that if, if they're generally good, I je- pretty much love everything in there. I like, I generally enjoy all of the choices because it's all a surprise and it's all, it's all really intriguing and mm. captivating for me. Yep. Uh, have you, you've seen many, obviously. Uh, and do they all have that feeling of not knowing where you're going? Yeah, generally. Um, I, I mean, I, I haven't seen enough from a wide variety of directors. I've seen... Uh, pretty much all of Park Chan-wook's films. I've seen most of uh, director Bong's films and I've recently watched a couple other films. Um, the Wailing I saw, which was a fantastic horror film, and I saw the entire Kingdom series, which is a zombie period piece, Korean medieval extravaganza, which is amazing, on Netflix. So, yeah, and, and all of it's really enjoyable. I, I'm ha- I just think it's great. I probably just had one little thing in the in the film towards the end. I just thought it very slightly jumped the shark with um, what was it where the father was in the basement and doing the Morse code Morse coded letter, and I <laughs> yeah. just thought, yeah. well, I, I suppose as long as you assume that he. He's just doing it for his own benefit, you know, and he's going a little stir crazy. Sure. That, that works. But yeah. if if there's any part of it that is actually thinking that that's going to work right. um, and he's going to get the, a whole letter, you know, um, messaged in dots and dashes to his son who is very unlikely to be standing in the right spot at the right time. Yeah. that I, I found that a bit much, but it didn't matter by then. No, no. I found that whole ending... Um, I'm just trying to remember exactly what the point of it, where the point was that I, that I went, oh, okay, this is never, this is, this isn't even happening. Mm. The, you know, the ending, it gets to a point where you realize that this is the man makes a plan and the God laughs part, you mm. know, where the, the boy goes and he happens to see the Morse code and then he goes and becomes wealthy just mm. so that he can buy the house and let his dad out. Yeah. Never. That never happened. No, it didn't happen. <laughs> it's just that to me, like when you get to that point at the very end and you realize that, you're like, oh, it's just so great. I mean, yeah. the fact that he lays that seed with the dad and the son and then the film ends on that question mark that you just know just never happened. It's brilliant. 
did you know that the, the the song over the titles essentially reveals that? No. Uh, the song over the what? The opening or closing oh, titles? The, the closing credits, sorry. The, really? Um, yeah. Uh, apparently it was written, the lyrics were written either by the director or the son in the in the film um and it it's something like revealing that uh it would take 540 years for for him to actually earn the money to buy that house so it's it's kind of i don't know if that's a good or a bad thing that it's explaining the joke but it's i guess it's nice that it's not explaining the joke to the the anglo audience who (laughs) totally who most want the joke explained usually and yeah that's brilliant much respect the whole thing's great yeah i love it i may have got that wrong but uh, i think it's something no, i'm gonna like look that. that up i'm gonna look that up next that's that's awesome well i think we should i mean we could talk about this film forever yep um and there's so much more to talk about that whatever we, we're going to miss that but let's get on to part two which is uh where we talk about the things that this film reminds us of or the films that we were reminded of when we were watching Parasite, I've got three doozies. I think they're rippers. I can't wait to hear yours. Should we? So, should we refill our drinks first? Yes. All right. <laughs> Energized. So, what are you drinking, Baron? <clears throat> ah, what am I drinking? I'm having a uh, Merlot of some sort from. The ten to fifteen dollar per for a bottle price range. So that's pretty good. That'd be somewhere right. between the Kim family and the Park family. <laughs> exactly. That's right. That is right. Yeah, Never I'm, go above twenty. Never. I'm on the vodka Red Bulls again, so a bit bit boring. I'll try the classic. And, I'll try and mix it up next time. Love it. This is the guts of the show. The films that Parasite reminded us of who yes. starts who started last time i think last time i started i think you should start with your first reference well i can't wait to hear yours for starters but you know let's same let's, let's get one of mine out out of the way oh one thing i should mention yep. first episode we sort of cheated a little bit yep. and told each other our references big mistake this time neither of us know and, and that's we, great. And I've been looking forward to hearing yours for like the last two weeks. Yeah, same. So, same. Uh, what are the chances of us doubling up, do you think? Well, uh, no, I think it's very unlikely. Unlikely? Yeah. I, I, kind of, I kind of thought we would on one, but okay. let's, see, let's see how we go. All right. Okay. I'm going to start with saying... Parasite reminded me broadly of Alfred Hitchcock, uh, but specifically of Rear Window. Ooh. Uh, so Rear Window, yeah. our audience would have probably watched it, but it's a Hitchcock classic where you've got a bloke, uh, a voyeur bloke watching an apartment block from his rear window and uh, seeing all the shenanigans and murders and stuff that happens and solving the crime uh, from his armchair. Is that, is that what happened? That's yes, my Jimmy Stewart, right? Is it James, James Stewart. Stewart. And um, what's her name? The the blonde knockout. The, blo- the bombshell. What's her uh, name? Kelly Grace. Grace Kelly. Grace Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> Not Kelly Grace. Yeah, man. Um, I, saw, I saw Rear Window two months ago, I reckon, and oh, loved wow. it. I just rewatched it on a whim and it yeah. was brilliant. Still brilliant. Well, I haven't seen it recently, but I would have would have seen it a couple of times in my life. And the, what what struck me, the comparison I make is that image that we see quite regularly in the film of the house from the garden. Yeah. Uh and it's repeated repeated often and especially in in the scenes like when when the father is trying to get get away, he's on the ground and uh, sort of by degrees uh, clawing, clawing out of scene. Yes. Uh, I, I, I just thought it had that voyeuristic quality, which is uh, emphasised also by the the young kid 
who at, at some stages is out there being a voyeur in the tent, seeing yeah. what's going on as well, and you're not quite sure what he's taking in and how much he knows. Uh, I love it. Yeah. I think I think the way that um, director Bong was obsessed with stairs, Hitchcock was obsessed with windows. Was he and really? Si- well, you just get it from that film, like that, you know, just there's so many shots mm. throughout that film where he's just sort of, uh, clearly just loving the layout of this setup with the windows opposite each other and the glimpses into each other's lives with between the neighbours. Can, <laughs> can, you can you hear my cat? Yes, I can. <laughs> I think I she look. wants in. She, she wants knows, out. She wants out. Hang on. <laughs> Go for it. Rear window. Yeah. Yeah, that's a ripper, man. I love it. I it love is, it. And, and even uh, just things like I know that the... Rear window is famous for them having constructed that set, I believe. So it's all a, a big construction. Yeah. Yep. Um, and the same with this one. So he constructed this this house and did he? Yes. I yes. didn't know that. Yeah, and it played. It played. Both of them play at times very much like a stage play, like a theat- a set, a choreographed kind of. Ooh, uh, I love it. Vibe to it. Uh, yes. So just all of those things mixed up made me think rear window but the bi- the bigger thing is probably hitchcock and i think he's um he's said that hitchcock is a big influence uh and when when you said the stairs i immediately thought you were going to reference vertigo yeah 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 i'm not but that's brilliant that would be brilliant too wow and then you've got psycho with the basement with the mother in the basement so there's there's a whole lot of hitchcocky hockey things that's that's a that's a beautiful reference. I'm I'll just love it. All right, I'm gonna go on to mine. My first reference is uh, Old Boy. Old Boy, I don't by I don't know it. Korean film by director Park Chan Wook, um, who has made a whole bunch of them, like just fantastic films. Uh, Old Boy is I think it's still probably the standout film of that lot, even though I actually really loved uh, The Handmaiden, which was one of his more, like most recent films. Um, the Handmaiden, but, is that is that that one that gets a bit saucy? Yes, it's the one with the oh, famous scissor scene. Wow. Yeah. That, that was a good film. It went on a bit long, but it was good. Yeah. I I just love I, I just love Park Chan-wook's films. Like he, he's got such an amazing... Um, uh, like the vision behind each of his films is so, so strong. Anyway, uh, Old Boy. So you don't know anything about it. I can I can tell you, you, you what could, this is, film's about. You could you, say anything, but yes, fresh to you. tell, tell okay. me and the audience what it's about. Great. Well, um, Old Boy's, uh, and I'm going to give, I'm going to spoil the hell out of it. Good. Is that okay for you? Uh, I thought about this. Because you haven't seen it. No, no, I think that's good. When was it made? <laughs> uh, like 2000 and. Three, I think it is. Okay, I think you can spoil it. If it was okay. yesterday, then maybe not. <laughs> okay. Um, so, it, just a wonderful setup. That the there's a man who, is, at the very beginning of the film, he's clearly a dropkick, and he's in trouble with the law, and he's neglecting his daughter's birthday, and he's just an asshole. You can tell that right from the start. And for some reason, that you don't know yet, he gets kidnapped and put into a mysterious hotel room where he then spends the next 12 years of his life or something. <laughs> it's just a ridiculous amount of time. Maybe it's eight. He spends a lot of years in there and he goes insane, but then sort of refines himself and and becomes just, uh, decides to, you know, learn, teach himself martial arts and all this sort of crazy stuff that goes on. And then one day he just gets let out. He doesn't know why he's been let out either. Uh, and... The, basically, he goes through this long journey where he ends up coming across a young lady. They team up to sort of figure out what's happened to him. And what he doesn't realize is that the young lady is his own daughter and he was in this room long enough for her to grow up so that when he got out, he could fall in love with her and they could end up having a relationship. And this is all because when he was a high school boy, age boy, an old boy at like an old boy school. Yeah. I think it was actually just whatever, um, like a private school. 
uh, he witnessed a brother and sister having sex together and sort of started talking about them and the, and the sister committed suicide. And this is this elaborate, like, 20-year revenge scheme that's been played out on him. Wow. The whole... The film's incredible. It's just... It's so out there. And I guess the, the bit that... Like, as far as the story, the plot... Uh, mm. You're talking about the guy in the in the in the basement for so long, and you know what can change in the world while you're down there. Is that well, that's one obvious one? But was there other? Yeah, so it um, it's actually more style. It's it's more of a style reference. Um, yep. The whole thing has that same feeling of um, I don't believe this is what I'm watching is happening. Like it's it's kind of a bit bizarre. Yeah, and yet I can believe every second of it. You know what I mean? Like when when this family goes about this plot of each one of them taking over a position, like a role in in the wealthy family's house, and then they just pull it off, <laughs> and then uh, you know, and and the whole, and then they discover a basement where there's been a guy living there for years. It, the whole thing's just wacky and bizarre, and out of like you know, this doesn't happen, but yeah. you believe it every second of it and it's just the way these films are done I, and it's quite incredible and like old boy for instance spike lee tried to remake old boy as an american film didn't work it just didn't work there, there were a whole bunch of decisions and choices made when spike lee tried to remake the film um that probably made it go a little off off but i think in some regards um you know it, it's a Korean thing, like to be able to pull these kinds of stories off. But I, I think they're, I think it makes them more believable because you're, you're, you get caught up in the, in the now with the characters and yeah. you don't feel like there's an obvious template that they're working to. And therefore when something happens, it just happens to them like it does in real life. And right. that can be wacky, but like, it doesn't really matter what it is because you, you're, you're living it with them and the, the stranger it is, the more real it feels because it's not what you expected as a template. There's something to learn in that. Mm. Absolutely. For all of us. I, I just, yeah. Anyway, so I think Old Boys is, is, for me, it's um, one of the greatest of the the Korean films that I've seen and it's, it's a bit older, um, but it still holds up and I see so many similarities in the way these films are made and the style choices. Yeah. And the long the long sort of monologues that you get as well. Were there mon- long monologues in, in Parasite? I don't know. There, there, were, there were a couple towards the end and yeah. they're usually like, here's what it all means. There's, at some point there's a here's what it all means speech <laughs> in these films. Yeah. A soliloquy. Yeah. Okay. Well, I like it. So, old oh boy, that's on my list. Yeah. Give me homework. I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Back to you. Back to you, Doc. Back to me. I'm not sure which one to say first. I'm going to go with the more recent film and I'm going to have to be a bit careful with spoilers because it's a 2019 film and I think it was only released in Australia on Friday, but I saw it at the Melbourne Film Festival last year. Oh, And it's called Come to Daddy, uh, directed by New Zealand director Ant... What's his name? Timp- Timpson? Hang on. I'm excited. I haven't heard anything about this film. How do I describe it? And I don't want to give it away, but it's it's um a young hipster, um, Elijah Wood, played by Elijah Wood, uh, goes to visit his estranged father in a in a coastal property, a really isolated coastal property, a big house again. So just the setup, you've got a you've got a big house, you've got a um there's more to the house than what is first thought. Uh, similar to Parasite, you've you've got uh, people aren't necessarily who they claim to be, which is like the the con artists in in Parasite. Uh, you've got this constant or genre genre bending uh, mix of comedy and violence, horror, gore type stuff, which which would get you. Um, what Very else? excited. Yes, yes. <laughs> and and you've got twists that are that are comparable to Parasite. Probably not as high quality, but in some respects more 
uh, more full on and impactful and and hyper uh, than Parasite. But I love it. Yeah, it, it it got a good reception at MIF, and I can't really say too much about it other than it sort of it really it really connects in a similar similar way. I had to go watch it. And it sounds like my kind of film. Yeah, and and they're almost released at the same sort of time, so. They would have been on the festival circuit together, I imagine. Uh, That's great. Yeah, probably. Yeah, so this was last year. Was Parasite even around? Yeah. Felt in the festivals last year? It was. It was doing pa- the, the the circuit sort of early to mid last year. Yeah, wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah they, they would have been. I'd, That's awesome. I'd recommend it. It's not the greatest film you've ever seen, but it um, it's worth a look, especially if you're a, a horror fan or even if you're not. All right, is it back to me? Back to you. All right, I'm going to go with my second choice as uh, Six Degrees of Separation. Oh, wow. Do you remember that film? It's got Will Smith. Yes, it does. I can't remember it, but uh, I'm picturing him on the cover, perhaps with a tuxedo or something. <laughs> is that <laughs> that's, possible? Uh, probably not, but that's about right, though. It's um, that kind of 90s. Uh, film with the guy on the cover with the tuxedo like that's <laughs> so that's, a whole, the, that's a subgenre yeah. it is yeah okay. <laughs> um yeah 93 actually it was done uh will smith donald sutherland stockard channing it's okay so um if you don't if you you might remember will smith is a young con artist mm. who uh has been learning basically he comes across a diary uh, full of names or, you know, like a book full of names yep. of rich, wealthy kids and their families in New York City. Yes. And he's a he's a bit of a – he's a homosexual sort of almost street kid at, at one point, gets in a relationship with one of these rich kids and begins to learn how to act like he's gone to school with these kids yep. and he learns all the details. He basically takes the book, um, spends a few months with a rich kid and learns it all. And then just one night he just uh, pretends he's been stabbed in Central Park and ends up in, invading one of these families' homes and uh, just wins them over. He cooks them dinner, mm. talks about art, talks about all the ki- like the, the, their kids and the things they do at school together um, and basically infects them with his personality. And then um, they discover that he's not who, he's, who he says he is but he's kind of already won them over at that point. Mm. And the whole film takes place across a bunch of scenes where they're basically telling all of their wealthy friends the ongoing story of this encounter with the Will Smith character. Wow. And ev- and everyone's taken by it. Um, oh, yeah, and he pretends to be Sidney Poitier's son. That's that's the character he plays, <laughs> which is just great. Oh, I, was, um, I was so trying to find a reference that did exactly that because I felt... We've all seen versions of of those uh, grifter, you know, con con artist right. type setups. Yeah, uh, and I couldn't I couldn't think of of one that was worthy of mentioning. But maybe you've, maybe you've hit on it. I when I thought of this one, I I actually thought this is the one. Wow, <laughs> I was I was really confident with it. I was like, I think I've I think I've got it. I, think, I told Edith, I'm like, I think this is it. I think I found the reference. Um, but I haven't seen anyone else mention this as a reference out there and about, so it could just be me. One of the other things that you talked about yeah. was the theatrical nature of Parasite. I I don't know for certain if this is true, but I think Six Degrees of Separation has to have been a play before it was a film because the whole thing plays out just like a play. Like it's yeah. it's every single scene is a room with three or more people sitting on couches or standing around a table talking. Yeah. And that's, that's the whole film. Is that the 90s? Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, is that... Yeah. Is that oh, that is just the 90s. <laughs> that's just the 90s where, you know, the days of, um, you know... That's s- how they made films back then. Yeah, where how sitcoms were just, you know... <laughs> yeah. I suppose they still are, you know... Um, that's true. Set pieces and uh, that sort of thing. Freud says there's no such thing as luck, just what you make. Well, I think we're lucky having this dinner. <laughs> Other films that are like that, like, is the talented Mr. Ripley one where, you know, uh, I didn't, that yes. wasn't one of mine, but where there's imposters and people infiltrating and pretending to be someone that they're not. 
That was almost on my list. That was fourth on my list. Ah, uh, okay, cool. Yeah, it was yeah. Ne- nearly on mine, but I didn't. I don't yeah. remember it well enough. I think I felt like um, Six Degrees of Separation and the Talented Mis- Mr. Ripley were the same reference in a way. Yeah, but I preferred this one over that one. I, I've had a lot of fun trying to think of references on the con artistry, um, and keep on coming back to Trump. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Anything right, anything back, else about that one? No, nah, I think that's that says it all. Back to you, man. Okay, well, this is my last one. Um, and it is Martin Scorsese's Taxi Driver. Ooh, okay. So not yeah. not immediately obvious? Not immediately. I'm 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 hanging out to hear the justification. Well, this is the one that came immediately to mind for me. Really? Yeah. Um and basically, you've got um, the the father, who is a chauffeur driver. Uh, yep. Travis Spinkle or whatever his name is in, in Taxi Driver is a is a cabbie, um, and both of the in both of those characters, you can see this uh, this gradual emotion just building up inside of them, and the the world is is just knocking them down time after time. Uh, these these little defeats uh, that just burst by the end into you know a, a point where you see them snap, and and with both characters there are they, these little snaps through, throughout. Um, in Taxi Driver, I think you can see it from almost the first scene where he uh, De Niro kind of snaps where someone not quite but just a little uh, when when someone kind of talks down to him a little. Um, I love it. I love it. Man, it's been so long since I've seen Taxi Driver that you're actually really like I'm straining to remember all the ins and outs of that film. Yeah, and, and what what else with it? The There's a theme of water that I think recurs in both. So in, in Parasite, obviously you've got basically the flood, uh, if you like, cleansing or the opposite of cleansing, the the lower classes i'm not i'm not sure exactly what what that water means with with parasite but it's i guess it could mean just the the fact that those classes are more susceptible to that sort of thing and you know they're not protected um yeah but i, I feel like there might also be something biblical about it like a you know right uh, yes noah's flood um which reminded me as well in snowpiercer the the train there's some scene where the train is called an ark mhm um so yes I, you're right yeah i feel like maybe water the flood all of that just has some special significance for director bong and yeah, and yeah. taxi driver also if you watch it there's there's a there's a constant motive of of um of water rain cleansing the streets um uh the same way as the, the main character kind of wants to cleanse by you know killing everybody in the end <laughs> yeah man i love that that's cool cool well that's my that, that's my last one sweet all right so back to me so i think i uh sort of teased to you the other day that i that my one of my references was kind of an anti-reference yeah. and you said whoa whoa, whoa don't say anything <laughs> um so this is probably the not quite the right way to describe this but um i came across an article by uh, the t- by Time magazine about Parasite, and it mentioned us as a reference. And at first, horror, went, mo- horror movie, yeah? yeah, yeah, yeah. So that um, the Jordan Peele film that came out last year. Oh, sorry. Yes, I haven't seen it. Yeah, I've heard that that as well. Yeah, yeah. And and at first, I went, well, that's an obvious reference with so many parallels, mm. and yet I hate it as a reference. Yeah, okay. And so I thought I had to bring it up as my third reference to talk about because um, I just, it, it, it's so weird that there are so many parallels to Parasite and yet it doesn't feel at all like a, that reminds me of, yeah. which is interesting in itself. Um, so I wanted to dig into that really quickly, but uh, just to, I'll give you the rundown on us without giving it away because you need to see it. Yes. Um, the quick synopsis is that it follows a family is a black family that's gone to a beach house for a holiday 
at the very beginning of the film, you see that the main character pay, played by Lupita Nyong'o was um, her, when she was a little girl, she was, she'd gone to the same beach um, and she'd had an encounter where she sort of runs into almost like a doppelganger of herself in a carnival ride, like a room of mirrors. And that sort of scars her for life, this, this experience. And when they go back, she doesn't seem, she doesn't, you know, she doesn't want to go to the beach. She wants to stay away from that same area where this had happened. I actually mm. have no idea why they went back there. It's a terrible <laughs> vacation place after you've been scarred, but they're, they're there. Um, and then one night uh, they find a family that looks exactly like them, except evil has arrived in their driveway <laughs> and all hell breaks loose from there. Uh, and that's all in the trailer. That's not giving away anything. Um, but it has a lot of twists and turns that come later in the film. And anyway, same same actors playing the characters? Same actors playing both families. Yeah. That's right. It's almost like their doppelgangers have, have risen from below to take out to take them out. Well, wow. like, twin, um, like so, Twin Peaks that you haven't seen. Right, exactly. Exactly. Ooh. So <laughs> the um the obvious the obvious references are here it's a little bit muddied by the fact that it's a black family um but there's a whole class division thing going on in this Mm. um and there's an idea that the doppelgangers that come from below are living a terrible existence filled with pain and torture and grief and the people above are living blessed lives where they have holiday homes and can eat whatever they want and they have cars and, what you know, all this sort of stuff going on. Um, and yet and yet, it felt like I think this is, this is the reason, you know, the way I was talking earlier about how the Koreans can make a film that's kind of bizarre and yet it feels so real and mm. you go along for the ride. Yep. This film feels bizarre and like a Twilight Zone episode and like fantasy and you can't go along for the ride in some ways. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's a very clear, like, I'm watching fantasy right now. And as slick and cool as this concept is, it's not real. It's just, it's, it's a huge leap. And I have to go for that leap, you know, and I have to, you know, go along with it. Whereas uh, Parasite, you just, you just, absor- you're absorbed into it. And it's, and it's so, in some way, in somehow it's so believable, the whole thing. Did did you like us? I did like us. I didn't like it as much as Get Out. Yeah. Uh, I thought Get Out was like a master class in horror filmmaking. Yeah. And I thought Us was uh, a really cool concept that didn't quite land the way Get Out did. Yeah. Well, Parasite mm. is like it's it's not a horror film, is it really? No, I think there are horror elements in it, but no. Hmm. I wouldn't even call it a thriller. It's something else. I don't know what yeah. it is. Well, it's wasn't it crazy how they just throw disaster movie in there as well? Wasn't that a I yeah? I, I I like that. Like you just you don't know what you're going to get next, um, and that there was no need really to to have a disaster event in the middle of it. Right, right when everything is at its. Uh, most full on in the film and then suddenly the characters are all taken away into a um refugee uh yeah. situation uh like it it works to show you know to sh- to sh- to show the difference between the classes and, and all that sort of stuff but the fact that he kept that in he wrote that in and kept it in um just said something i don't know you might be able to and say what it says they, they they wouldn't have done that in us surely they wouldn't have and also i think if that film was a hollywood film that scene would that whole element would have been cut straight mm. away because they would have gone that's a huge budget expense yeah flooding streets and so on and do we really need it isn't there a, a simpler way that you can have the family removed and them have to come back in you know there's some sort of other smaller tragedy that can happen yeah it's interesting but I love that it's in there. You you know how they uh, they did the flooding scene? No. So they they built the whole set of the the um, the village inside a water tank in order oh, to wow. enable the the flood scene. Genius. Isn't that cool? Genius. So I guess I mean, yeah, I guess he 
he probably thought of having a flood scene first and then worked <laughs> out how to how to fit it into the storyline. I love it. So us, yeah, good good reference. I can't wait to see it. I love the curveball of the anti reference. Yeah. I think that's that's nice. Uh, it should be it should remind you of it, but it doesn't. Well, shall we move on to final thoughts? Final thoughts, and then we should t- talk about next month's film. Oh, so, what are your final thoughts on Parasite? My final thoughts on Parasite and all those references that you mentioned, well, they're all great films. Um, Parasite, I think, is another reminder that Korean cinema is wonderful. And I love that this year it took out a whole bunch of Oscars, including Best Film. And that means that the world's starting to notice that there is some great storytelling coming out of that country. I think the world's starting to change, perhaps, and the the fact that that, that, that wins and the fact that this particular director has won, um, I think he has a real ability to, like I said before, uh, break into the you know, to the American Western um, stuff, which he already has, but remain true to his uh, Korean roots and Korean stories and Korean ways of doing things and his own way of doing things. I don't think he's likely to be spoiled. Um, so I, I agree. I like that. And if if he can achieve success with that, that probably means that maybe others can too. And that could just be a, you know... A, uh, changing sort of wind for Hollywood. Awesome. Mm. Awesome. Okay, Baron, so I think we've learned a lot about Parasite and the films that Parasite reminds us of. Uh, what what are we looking at next episode? Next episode, we're going to talk about and watch and have reminds <laughs> us of references for Bad Boys for Life. Bad Boys for Life, and 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 why on earth would we have chosen a, a film that I haven't seen? You know any of the prequels to, uh, <laughs> know nothing about. How did that come about? Well, we're in coronavirus times. We can't go to the cinema. We, you and I, went through the list of all of the films that are available for streaming in the coming weeks, and there was a lot of just we don't know about that. We don't know about that. We thought let's go for something that's different from what we would normally go for. Bad Boys for Life, it looks like it's going to be fun and something different for us. Why not? Let's give it a go. Okay. Why not do fun? Why Uh, not do fun for once? Fun for once. I love it. (laughs) I love it. We can't go outside. We can't do anything else fun. Let's just watch something fun. Yep. And let's watch watch the trailer and get some thoughts. Yeah, okay. Let's let's watch the trailer. I I have no idea what I'm getting in for, so let's watch it. Right. So this is what you can expect from Bad Boys for Life, from any bad boys. Fun. Cars. Shiny cars. Shiny Will Smith getting out of shiny, shiny Will cars. Smith. Gun just hanging out of his pants. Nonchalant gun. Oop. Yeah. Hit a hydrant. And Martin Lawrence, he's the goofball. Oh, he's getting big too. So, buddy cop. Oh, John Goodman. It, it was it? Sure looked like it. I see this classic Michael Bay shot. Of the city. You want your legacy to be muscle shirts and body counts? <laughs> he does this sort of action. You know, I never watch movies like this. Ever? Rarely. See, I'm kind of excited about this that you can watch it. You, you know, you're going to be made to watch a film like this. Look at the jacket thing that he just did. That's yeah, a. Look at the language. This is this scene is in every film. The Pepto Bismol. <laughs> And the guy, the the chief, swearing yeah, the, and getting angry. The, the chief, the cop chief. Yeah, exactly. One last time. One last time. One last time. See? Partners. Bad boys. Sort of one last. Bad boys for life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they'd, they'd have all this history, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they sure do. 
There's always a car chase scene like this. This Martin Lawrence comedy, this is every time. Okay, so lots of guns, some cars getting started. parties, drinking. They just thing. <laughs> they're always having funny moments while they're being shot at. <laughs> <laughs> funny moments, like, like this is this is. Do these movies still exist? Is this out of its time, or do they do they still happen? <laughs> These, these movies still happen. This is every... Okay, so this is every Fast and the Furious. Yeah. Every Bad Boys film. Every Expendables. See, I've never seen a Fast and Furious either. Oh, man. Yeah, we... Never. We're really coming out in the open here, aren't we? <laughs> no, let's, We're a bit uncomfortable let's do it right now. Will and Martin have got me. Let's do it. All right, good, good. You know what? If anything, it'll be fun. <laughs> Okay, so that's that's Bad Boys for Life. It's uh, Michael Bay, Will Smith, and Martin Lawrence at their best. So uh, looking forward to next time. Okay, well that was good, Baron. For episode, that's two episodes we've we've done. I don't think yeah. we're getting better yet, but I'm sure we will. Uh, One day. It's been a pleasure to sit here <laughs> chatting with you, and I hope our audience haven't gone to sleep. Absolutely. See you next time, man. See ya.